0: Dean Evans joins me now from Winning Edge Investments to preview a Group 1 weekend of racing, uh, headlined in Melbourne by, of course, the Turnbull Stakes. Good morning to you, Dean.
1: morning, Matt. How are you going?
0: I'm well, thank you. Uh, how excited are you to get stuck into two terrific programs in Melbourne and Sydney, which includes four Group 1s? Yeah, no,
1: this is where it really starts to get exciting. Uh, you know, the, the Turnbull's always that, that classic sort of fork in the road race between... Uh, but always go to a Cox Plate or, or to the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups, and and then so there you got uh, you know three historic Group Ones, the uh, you know the Epsom, the Metrop, and the, um, the Flight Stokes. So it's just it's just brilliant racing all around. A lot of the top liners are running, um, and yeah, it's an exciting day.
0: Yeah, it's known as Moving Day, and uh, obviously we get to see the first two or first three uh, two-year-old races for the season this weekend, and I know that's right up your alley. So looking forward to getting your thoughts on that in just a moment, but. This Group 1 Turnbull tomorrow is fascinating because it will shape a lot of markets heading towards the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups. And uh, there's a possibility even that we might be on a good three by that stage of the day with the Melbourne weather really fining up. So we're expecting a good track at Flemington tomorrow. Gold trip is the favourite with the market. Currently it's at $3.50 from barrier number 10, Jamie Carr, in the saddle. Duas... One of the long-time favourites for these cups is at five dollars for Ed Cummings, uh, and then you're looking at around uh, eleven dollars for Profondo, who really needs to stand up this weekend.
1: Yeah, look, it's a really it's a really interesting sort of race. You've got some of the class runners um, who who are a bit out of form, um, and then you've got you know quite a number of up-and-comers um, that are there to strike as well. You know, I think if you look at horses like Jouet and Profondo, who are like Heavily in the market. You know, Jouret put up lame last start, so have really got to take her on trusted bits. She styled the last three starts. Profondo, you know, his past two campaigns have been hampered by wet tracks. Um, so he hasn't really had a good run for a while. And then he got Gold Trip, who's most you know, highly talented in port with, you know, exceptional Group One form in France. And he was a good third last start. He gets a 7 kg weight pull in the winner here for a one length defeat. So you see why he's in the market. But he's another that, you know, he's stirred up off a long break. Um, and he's sort of just got to deliver in an Australia. And you're taking you know, pretty, pretty short sort of prices there at nine to two about him doing that. Um, uh, you know, when, when that former naturalism is still sort of smoking Romans, is more a 2400 metre horse, and then Uncle Bryn, which is sadly Group One form. So, um, so it's, a, it's a very interesting race. The one I thought, uh, um, you know, as well as Merit is a, is a horse called Shaw Fire. Um, he, he's been running around on, on wet tracks as well. Um, but has been running, you know, very nicely. His first up run over fourteen hundred which was the driest track he struck, um, you know, was pretty explosive for a stay. He ran the quickest last, uh, eight hundred and 1,000 the meters of the day He yeah, ran it that day. Um and and, you know, and his stay uh, his last couple of runs he's gone stuck on sort of bog tracks. Um he, he was on a hot speed in the Kingston town and was on the beaten two lengths. Um and he was second at group three level in his first prep and you know, these 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 Wallace stays was improved, particularly imports over time. And Chris Waller's record in this race, and he's won five of the last 11 and run second another four times. And all those seconds were, were close. So his run has always run very well here. Um, and, I, and I just like, I can't dive into horses like Jouet or Profondo, um, uh, particularly coming off a, a lane run. And I just think I need to see Gold Trip actually actually do it rather than you know, back a horses being priced on the boom.
0: All right, so Surefire from Barrier 11 with Blake Shin in the saddle. Currently eleven dollars and if you're looking ahead to the Melbourne Cup, you can get thirty four dollars about Shorfire and if he wins tomorrow at Flemington, you'd expect that price to shorten up significantly, Dean.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's a he's a he's a genuine Melbourne Cup ball. So, um, you know, he's actually you know, bought for a Melbourne Cup last year. Um and they gave him a bit of time, but um, you know, I, I think he's really sort of coming of age now and, and uh, he's a five year old and um I think there's gonna be the prep where we The best of him, and I just think getting back on the dry track is is the key with him. And that's the found here. And what's uh, you know, there's some handy horses in this group one, but I just think, um, you know, there's a few that are in mixed form. And you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they all lay up now that we've finally got a good
0: track for them. It's always exciting to see these two year olds step out for the first time in the season. And the first race on the program at Flemington tomorrow is the Maribyrnong trial. (laughs) I heard Mick Sharkey on Racing Pulse earlier this morning, he describes these two year old races as a raffle. Now, Dean, I know they're right up your alley, though, because you take a keen interest in these two-year-olds at their first starts. Can we make some money tomorrow? Because the tab has a terrific promo, which is races one and two in Melbourne and Sydney. $50 you can have on any runner, and if it loses, doesn't matter where it runs, you get your money back. So it's a free hit. Uh, Where do we start in the first at Flemington tomorrow?
1: Yeah, look, historically, um, you know in these early clemington races you want those horses who have had the benefit of experience of jump outs uh, down the straight um and the two that impressed me the most are beluga express and and aditi beluga express has run close seconds in two Flemington jump outs uh this month running 46.99 and 47.98 um he's a type that sort of takes a little while to find his feet but, but then hits the line really strongly um that's perfect for him that he's drawn Barrier 9. So he'll just be able to hook in you know, behind a few horses and then hook out and, and just swoop over the top of them. Um, the Hayes Stable does have a good record in this race. They have won it a couple of times in recent years. Uh, and the way that he closes is really impressive. Um, the other factor in this race is quite often the leader wins. And I think the horse who may have the most speed to lead this race is Aditi from the, the Gay Waterhouse Stable? She won um, the 16 September jump out in 46.99, and and then those times are much quicker than uh, the times that were run by the likes of Mount Olympus and, and Charmstone. are about six lengths slower in, in their jump out. Um, so she's quite speedy as well. So I've got Beluga Express on top uh, at around five dollars, and I, I think a DT is the other one at, at 460. And I think the winner is going to come from uh, from one of those two.
0: All right, that's the Maribyrnong... Trial at Flemington in Sydney. We have two two-year-old races. The first of those is race number one on the program. It's the Breeders' Plate. Now, John O'Shea's horse, Physical Graffiti, is the $3.50 favorite. Empire of Japan for the Snowdens is at four twenty. The horse that uh, interests me is Flying Trapeze, uh, Dean, because Gary Portelli said this is his best chance all weekend, and it's worth noting that he does have Fireburn going around as a short-price favorite in the flight stakes.
1: Yeah, no, that is interesting. I think uh, um, when you compare the times, uh, the Empire of Japan and, and Flying Trapeze uh, trial where they went neck and neck was was seven lengths below par, um, while the physical graffiti trial was pretty much bang on par. So the physical graffiti actually ran seven lengths quicker than than Flying Trapeze and uh, Empire of, of Japan. Um, the one concern I sort of have with, with physical graffiti is um, it's got a lugging bit on. It's also sort of got a tongue tie on, which um, you know, I'm always concerned with horses that have a, a tongue tie on, as, uh, as sometimes it can um, it, it can mean a, a bleeding issue or, or some sort of um, other concern. So I've got a bit of a query around physical with beating. Um, I'm quite keen actually on Empire of Japan, and the reason is that the closing sectionals that ran in that trial, when it sort of uh, it just another out by flying trapeze. Um, you know, It ran the second quickest last 400 and the second quickest last 200 metres of that trial. And despite the time that the overall trial was slow, um, in last year was very similar. It ran one of the slowest trials, but it ran one of the quickest closing sectionals. One of the, the tricks in these two-year-old races sometimes is, well, everyone focuses on the overall time. Quite, quite often the ones that have those quicker closing sectionals over the 8.50 trial Um, other ones that perform really well when they get to 1,000 a, a metres of the race. So uh, I'm quite keen on Empire of Japan. James McDonald uh, wrote him in that trial uh, and sticks with him here. And He had the best closing sectionals. Um, I'm risking physical graffiti just because I'm a little concerned with that, with that tongue-tie even though on times um, it'll be hard to beat. And the other one on times that's actually quite a fair bit ahead of the rest of them was, was Snatch Riley. who's was around $10. It was minus 1.7 um, on par times in the trial where it ran second. Um, and it was quite a few lengths quicker than what most of the rest of them ran on the day. Um, so when comparing the Uh, You know, the confirmed times. Um, uh, I've got Empire of Japan on top from Snatch Riley and and physical graffiti.
0: Right, that's some good insight there into race number one at Ramwick. The following race is the Jim Crackets for the Phillies and Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. They have three out of the top four horses in the market here, which is no surprise because they are, they generally saddle them up and they are in. Such great order for their first outings. Perfect proposal is the one that tops the market at three dollars. Of the girls, Dean, is there one that you like?
1: Yeah, look, Gay does have a stronghold on this race. Um, like you say, she's playing with the two year olds and, and she's got new ones up and running early. Um, I, I do agree with the market here. Perfect proposal, uh, you know, she won her round of trial by 2.2, then she's running plus 1.1. That was the quickest overall time and the quickest last six hundred metres of all of the trialers, uh, two-year-old trialers in the day, including the colts. So, uh, you know, she's going to be very hard to beat. Um, uh, and then Gay's also got uh, Sicilian there, who led all the way under little pressure um, with James McDonald riding, and he sticks aboard by a length and a half. Um, and, and she ran about one point seven lengths lower than, than Perfect Proposal, but she wasn't really pushed at all. Um, and again her times overall uh, were very quick compared to the rest of the field, round the seven quickest last six hundred metres of all the, the two year olds on the day, uh, including the Colts. Um, so I do I do have uh, Gay Waterhouse a little bit of a stronghold in this race and I think perfect proposal, the one to beat and, and Sicilians the danger. All
0: right, that's perfect proposal, this Philly by Russian revolution at the top of the market in the gym crack. Uh, Dean, outside of those races that we've mentioned, is there one horse in particular that you're keen to back this weekend?
1: Uh, yeah, I think the other horse that um, is probably my best bet is uh, Numerian the, in the Hill Stakes. Um, you know, the, this was a horse who came over from, from overseas um, and uh, and had some exceptional form uh, around Cox Plate. A Cox Plate winner and a Cox Plate runner-up, that, that he beat and narrowly nosed out uh, when he was overseas. It was just absolute Grade A form on, on wet tracks. Um, you know, he was a really good closing second first up the night's order. He won a group two uh, last prep in uh, in Brisbane, um, beating Maximal, uh, among others. And, and, and I just think he's a top-liner. I actually think he's a he's a good smoothie for the Caulfield Cup, New Marion. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's here in a million-dollar race. And you know, I do think he can beat both uh, Montefiore and Cascadian.
0: Dean, it's a terrific weekend's racing. Uh, four group ones to get our teeth stuck into. Uh, for those out there that want to get involved at Winning Edge Investments, what do they need to do?
1: Yeah, just hop on to um, winningedgeinvestments.com, dot uh, com. Choose um, you know any of the uh, the products that are there, um, and uh, and they'll get a fifteen percent uh, discount if they use um, the promo code. Um, that we've got
0: there provided. Love your work, mate. We'll catch up again next weekend. Uh, Next week, sorry. And good luck over this weekend. Cheers,
1: mate.